It's the Redirect Podcast. Search industry research, discussion, and analysis from the Black Truck Media and Marketing Headquarters. And now, redirecting you to the Black Truck Team. Welcome to episode 61 of the Redirect Podcast. It is Friday, November 9th, 2018. I'm Jason Dodge, founder of Black Truck Media and Marketing, joined this week by Ashley and Patrick from the Black Truck team. Happy Friday. Happy Friday. Good afternoon. (laughs) (laughs) Pat, you smiled in the intro this time. That's great. It's great. They say you should smile when you talk on the phone. Yeah, that's what they they say. Mm -hmm. (laughs) (laughs) Well, it's snowing here. (laughs) It's snowing here in Michigan. We're just going to jump right past that. And uh, so the winter weather is here now. We are well into Q4, mm-hmm. wrapping up 2018. I think a lot of people have their eyes set on the end of the year. Um, man, if you are a business that does a, a lot of commerce between now and you know the major shopping holidays that are Christmas, um, and don't have your stuff together. We've we've definitely talked about that on the previous episode of the redirect, and have some great content out there um, on our blog. If you're wondering how to get kind of kind of squeeze every ounce out of your uh, certainly your paid search campaigns for the holidays, go back and listen to a previous episode of the redirect. Check out our blog. We got a bunch of great insights there, sharing a bunch of uh, other newsworthy things. So. Um, it's been a couple weeks, actually, since we actually officially sat down and recorded. Not that we haven't produced any content. We've just been busy with some other stuff. But um, I think there's definitely some changes, uh, changes that have continued to happen in the, uh, in, in the search industry. You know, I think quarterly speaking, things happen towards the end of the year aren't as major. And maybe that's by design um, mm. that uh, Google's not very interested in rocking the boat that pays them. That's just a theory I have. Mm, that would make sense. Yes. So let's not go change a bunch of things when we're making money. We'll stir it up in January, February, That's March. Right. Let's yep. not do mm-hmm. it. That makes sense. If the higher retail season. I, I think historically speaking, summertime is is we've everybody's seen a lot right. of those changes happen. So, right. And we've covered a lot of those changes. If I look historically, summer months. So. Um, but one big change that I want to talk about, there are some new changes that are coming to the Google ads platform. Mm. Uh, I will still continue to call it AdWords through, uh, uh, December 31, 2018, January one, I think I'll officially start to actually adopt Google ads. Can I step on your toes or something if I hear you say it wrong after January? Yes, absolutely. Okay. Yep. Perfect. Yep. So new change is going to come and this one that I'm actually excited about, um, we've, complained about the interface when we were testing it in beta last year, but we're fine with the new interface now. Mm-hmm. Um, but new changes are coming in the form of position metrics. And this is something that is going to be super helpful um, to us. Anybody who's heavy into managing Google Ads should be excited about this. Um, see, we've had a lot of data available to us for some time now that allows us to see, say, Uh, an estimated top of page CPC or above organic listings. That doesn't mean you're the top of the page. That means you are right above the organic listing. Um, That's all competitive data that's been available to us, um, which I have a sidebar on that one about the the top of organic Mm. um, that I'd like to talk about. Like if you ever really wanted to help somebody understand what a top position might be worth, 
and you're running Google Ads, it's pretty easy to give insights like, well, if we were to bid on it and to be position one organically, you could, I mean, it's a close second, right? Mm. You could pretty much tell them how much it's going to cost, right? How much that tra- right. how much that's worth. Right. Mm. So a mm. little sidebar pro tip there. Mm. Um, but the problem with ad positions and understanding where ad positions are with ad reports is the way they currently exist is they're not overly accurate. Uh, you'll see metrics that tell you that your your ad ranks an average of 1.3. Well, what the hell is that? Does that tell me that like a third of the time it's one and the other time it's position two yeah. and it bounces back? I mean, obviously the signal is it bounces back and forth um, and probably sways more towards position one, but it, there hasn't been anything that's really accurate to tell us yeah management wise where it's at um which then if you're doing kind of honest transparent reporting makes your job even harder and then when you're trying to determine if you want that top spot or not based on a cost per click or Mm -hmm. what your budget is it's just you really don't have enough clear data to make that decision so some changes are going to come, and what we're going to see are, um, I will call it four different, um, four different segments that you're going to be able to see. These are all primarily, there's two of them that are percentage of, and then there's, there's two that are um, um, impression share, if you will. So similar to the competitive metrics, we see like uh, what's, what's the overall impression share you have with an ad or with a campaign or with a keyword. Um, versus impression share loss based on budget or rank. Hmm. So take this data that they're going to provide us with, match it up with that, and you've really got a compelling story. Um, So first, uh, impression share, um, so a percentage of absolute top. So this is what most people think of as a position one. Uh, This metric is going to show percentage that your ad impressions are shown at the very first ad above the organic search results, okay? So that's the absolute top. They call it the absolute top. The top is the percentage of your ad impressions that are shown anywhere above the organic search results. Then we have search uh, absolute top impression share. Uh, So the impressions you've received in the absolute top location that's above organic results. And then the search uh, top impression share, impression share that you've received in the top locations above organic search results. So clear as mud, right? Uh, All right, my eyes are crossing. Exactly. (laughs) So the the weird thing about this is is that they 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 almost talk about these things backwards, absolute top versus top. Yeah. Right. It it doesn't. It's not really clear logic. Yeah. Of, of so, absolute top is above organic, but maybe below maps results. Could be yes. But top is above maps. Bingo. That that, that is that's backwards. Very much backwards. That's the way I understand it. Now yeah. somebody can completely call us out because this is the internet and they will. <laughs> but yeah, it's really it, it really is kind of some screwed up some screwed up languages. So um, I'm going to take a cue from um, Search Engine Land. And uh, Ginny Marvin did a great post this week on it. And really, how do we use these? And what she says is the two impression percentage metrics show when and where ad impressions display above the organic results. Okay? 
the two impression share metrics show the share of impressions that were eligible for top of page impressions above organic results. So what she's saying is if you're using the average position to bid to a location on the page, Google suggests using the new impression share metric to achieve those goals. So instead of saying, I want to bid to position, now you're saying, I want to, I want to bid to impression share, hmm. Hmm. if you will. Because just because you say you want to bid to position doesn't mean you're always going to win it. Right. Huh. Interesting. Yeah. That's yeah. just a different way of thinking about it. it or, totally. Yeah, it's, it's, it's kind of a jacked up thing, actually, if you... If, if you think about it, I mean... It's weird that Google would want to change such major things like that. Well, I think I'm it's kidding. their way of trying... I mean... It, <laughs> <laughs> you threw me. Yeah. You got me. You got me. <laughs> Slash S. Damn. I should have been there. <laughs> I, I think it's, it's, it's their way of trying to provide more data. Now, whether or not it's, it's actually helpful or more palatable, I, I don't know. My opinion, we've been able to see whether or not you were above organic um, search anyways. Yeah. And we've been able to kind of read between the lines. Now they're just being up front. So the data, what I'm getting is that data has always been there. It just hasn't been called out. Right. You've been able to figure it out. It just, it's not very apparent. Right. I think what would be really great to see is like, no, seriously, what are you? Position one, position two, and what is position one or two? Because... The reason is, is that if Google takes liberty to not serve up two ads on top and they serve up just one, hmm. are you below or above? What's your impression share below or above organic results is, right. is what it comes down to. Hmm. Where that becomes more of a factor is if your user base is a heavy mobile search operator, you need to be in those top positions. You need to be... You, you, and, and I shouldn't say positions with an S, plural. You need to be in the top position, especially if you start to understand that there's more competitors in the space or there's only one ad slot above those results. Case in point, Pat, to you, map results. Um, you need to own the top spot. There. Right. Hmm. I was just reading um, an article from Spark Toro that was talking about uh, click-through data from JumpShot and mm -hmm. how... The, I don't recall the exact figures, but how on mobile it's like over 60% of searches um, on mobile results have a click on an ad. Um, and then with organic, it was something like closer to 30 or something like that. Yeah. So it just, anyway, that just made me think of that. Well, it's, a, it's the same uh, slides that like Brittany Muller shared. Well, she, she got the info from Rand. And we shared it in our kind of state of search to, you know, where marketers spend the majority of their budget up there, meaning up there being paid search, while uh, the majority of people click down here mm -hmm. in organic results. We should flip that model around. The problem is it's it's the cost per click, right? As, as we get to the, um, the end of the year here, we can see it in our modeling that in terms of share of impressions or what the impressions look like based on industry, uh, the average cost per click is probably about 10% higher. So, I mean, that cost is going to go up. It just, it has been. Right. So, you know. Um, but speaking of which, JumpShot, if, you know, a little sidebar, those guys have a lot of really, really great data and information. Some of it, you know, let's be real. If you don't have the budget, you're not going to be able to access the data that they have. Mm -hmm. So good for SparkToro and, and Moz and people like that to be able to partner up with them and, and 
look at that. But um, in Jump Shot's resources section, they actually have started to uh, pepper out some free um, resources that if you are a savvy digital marketer, um, those are some really good um, insights to see. So 20, 2018 insights for holiday shopping campaigns. Amazon versus Google, basically uh, in the shopping side, who's got who's got the focus, uh, where they headed, um, competitive e-commerce, marketplace data, um, online beauty trends. They got a lot of trend data that you're not going to see elsewhere. Cool. So check it out. All right, passing the baton. Yeah, I'll jump in um, since we're talking about data in Google and how it's presented. Um, so Search Console is experimenting with a new feature called Domain Properties. I saw that, but and I didn't read into it. Yeah. yeah. Um, Google defines domain properties as a bare domain subdomain, a bare domain or subdomain fragment without any protocol or path. Mm. Data for all subdomains and protocols in subpaths are aggregated for this property. Okay, so to break that down, what that means is, for example, when uh, a year ago here at Black Truck, we relaunched our well website, we opted at that time to take advantage of going to secure. So we mm-hmm. went from HTTP to HTTPS. And when we re-verified that property set in Search Console, it basically was starting from scratch. We right. lost all the data, the historical data, and we started from new. Mm-hmm. Um, so we had basically saw that as two different properties inside Search Console. And um, there was a, a variation of this in the old Search Console called property sets where we could combine data sets as long as we had them verified and it was cumbersome and didn't work very well. Mm-hmm. Maybe in other instances it did, but I could never properly get the old site and the new site data to sync well together. So uh, to continue the definitions, uh, Google added, uh, for example, if you define a domain property as example.com, it includes not only example.com, but any subdomains of example like m.example, support.m.example, www.example, and so on, including HTTP and HTTPS. By default, you don't have to go through and verify all those sub-properties. It will automatically grab all those and and conglomerate it into one. So in those instances where you have that historical data from your old non-secure site to your new secure site, it'll be a seamless transition from one end to the next. Which, so there's, there's pros and cons to that. The, reason, the other reason why we elected to do it the way that we did too, I would say at the time was, there was, at least to us, there was no other way to know and understand when the non-secure site was, uh, basically what you're looking for in that case is to be able to look at the, the, the secure and the non-secure site simultaneously and say, the secure site has taken off and been indexed. The non-secure site is now, mm. um, I, well, air quotes, dead, but we know we've we had taken that properly it, right? redirected. Yeah, 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 yeah. But, um, but there have been a lot of instances where even client sites and things like that, that they, right. they haven't done that properly. Right, okay. And you still see the non-secure data out there. My concern with going to this blended is there an option to be able to see Se- that? To separate to it separate out. To separate it out. Yeah. So that's another question. It's it's limited in a very few spaces at this point now. And who ah, has okay. access to this domain property? And so that when I was reading this, that was my big question too, is when I'm looking at these data sets of like uh, 
keyword phrases that were searched out, sought out in there as impression data. Is this impression data coming from like the support page? Is this coming from the dub 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 or the, the secure versus non-secure? Where is this sourcing from? Mm-hmm. Is there going to be a way for me to know? Does a domain property function the same way as an overall property, like a one like whole entire domain? You know, will I know who's coming from what and will I be able to track and see yeah. which pages are doing what based on the property? And I, I wonder too if there's gonna be an option in there. Uh, they've made significant changes and updates to Search Console this past year is the other one's uh, hreflang for um, you know when you're you're targeting different languages and stuff like that. I mean I mean, really, Google's going to view that as a separate site. So mm-hmm. technically speaking, you should have another instance, another build of Search Console to be able to track that and target the country that you are and see how it's doing, mm-hmm. um, you know, versus, say, your maybe your main .com, your main right. US. You know, if it's dot, dot, dot .com slash, you know, EU or .eu or whatever, it's, it's technically a different, that's a different site. You should track it. So I wonder what happens when you, you know, can you blend it? Yeah. I would love to see it where it was like, I don't know. I'd like to see it a lot more robust than it is. Mm-hmm. So. In there, and that's everything I've ever read about the new Search Console is that they're slowly bringing stuff in. It's it's borderline unusable at times. <laughs> you right? Yeah. yeah. It's yeah. If they make an update, you're like, oh, what yeah. the hell's going on? Yeah. It's like, or where where is this thing? You know, I, I tried adding um, uh, another user to a profile that we have in our parent account uh, outside of our brand here, and um, in order to do it, it sent me back to old Search Console because they don't have that feature built into the new Search Console. Yet. <laughs> yeah. If you need to add a user to yeah. a Search Console property, you have to go back to old Search Console, which I just rolled my eyes pretty hard at that You figure they did that same thing with, remember they did that with AdWords too. That's that's kind of typical of Google is that uh, they push it out there. Um, now, whether or not it's in beta or not, I don't remember, but... They did that with AdWords with locations, your location mm-hmm. extensions tying in GMB. Um, even recently, we saw updates with Google Analytics just in the um, the user interface has mm-hmm. changed too this week. So mm-hmm. hmm, fun. Um, so you said it's select. It's select. Yeah, again. yeah. It's, not it's, everybody. it's very select. It's not even like maybe if we have you know fifty accounts in our our proper our sure. main account. When we went to new search console, I was like, oh, maybe half of these. Like, no, I think it's even like onesie twosies here and there mm-hmm. and so mm-hmm. it's still limited very limited yeah and i'm looking forward to trying it for some of those larger sites that do have support domains and various things like that uh, or like shopping like your commerce domains like dot store you know it's going to be interesting to see how that plays out mm-hmm. and how it's readable how are you going to be able to read that data yeah well that's just it yeah how are you going to be able to decipher it right and are people going to be using it in different ways? Like when you bring on a new account, are they going to? Are some people going to have it all together? Are some people going to have it all? Well, separate you know, and, it, it, it's it's tough too, and and this will be another. Um, I think this is a we can. This is a great blog topic, and maybe we'll we'll talk about it more in another episode too. Is um, you know how you're tracking conversions in AdWords versus analytics, and why you might want to use one over the other. I know Pat last one we talked about attribution quite a bit after your your time with Google, um, but just recently um, we I'm bringing a client in and, and going through that is that a lot of the data and the metrics that were there 
previous agency, unfortunately, they were vanity metrics and they were relying on analytics data when we're trying to look at conversion data for AdWords. And, and unfortunately, what we have to make sure that we do anytime you're in that process. So whether you're agency side or in-house, you have to make sure you're educating everybody up front that like, hey, this data is not going to look good for the short term. For the long term, we're straightening it out. And what it's going to do is it's going to tell us a truer picture of what's going on. It's, it's telling the better story. You're actually going to be able to see a, a better one-to-one on what you're putting in for what you're getting out. I'm with you. You inherit something like that. You you kind of you got to put all your cards on the <laughs> table and have a really serious discussion about are we going route A or are we going route B? And if we go route A... How long are we doing that before we go to Route B, which is ultimately where we want to go? Mm-hmm. Um, I think that's just case by case. Yeah. It's a good point. Cool. Well. Round it out, Ashley. All righty. We'll bring it home. Uh, so we've had many discussions lately in the past year plus about human-centered SEO, human-centered content, and how we're optimizing for users, not for the robots, not for the search engines. Um, so a really great resource that is available is Moz's top 10 email yeah. uh, digest. And there was a piece linked there in the most recent digest. Uh, that was an interview um, from grade.us, which is a review platform, I believe. Um, it was an interview with Marie Haynes. And Something that stuck out to me from it is not what I quoted earlier in, in the office, but a different different part of the article. You're not going to quote that? Well, I can throw it out there. It's not what I want to discuss, but oh. she basically said that link building is a waste of time, which, you know, we could do a whole podcast talking about, <laughs> you know, picking that apart and, and, you know, arguing both sides. But what stuck out to me from it is um, she said for her search, her prediction for the future of search and Um, 2019, is that we're going to see a shift away from link building and towards authenticity. And she also stated elsewhere in the interview how she believes that many of these ongoing algorithm changes that we're seeing in Google, um, which it it appears and people are kind of still freaking out that there's these these algorithm changes that are still rolling out maybe as as recently as end of October, beginning of November. but she believes that many of these are in direct relation to what's in the Google Quality Rater guidelines. And a lot of those um, guidelines are related to creating a more authentic presence online, really. So, well, yeah, doesn't it? I mean, doesn't that make sense? I mean, that's a. I, I think it's easy for us to sit here and say, duh. Right. Uh, I, and that's in all respect to Marie and her practice. I think she's a phenomenal person and the information that she's willing to share is, is really great. Actually, she has one of the best, um, I think it's paid, um, newsletters out there. So if you, don't, if you don't have time to dig through the data yourself, you can subscribe and pay to hers and, <laughs> and she'll give you that. Um, you get a little plug there. But um, I, would, I would sit here and say, well, of course it does. Mm-hmm. Right? I mean, it's very easy to, to put two and two together, you, you see the, um, um, the, the types of sites that were impacted by the latest algorithm and 
looking to be more of an authority in those in those areas from a content perspective. But then back up to the summer and, and go a couple layers deeper and look at the technical side and the push for structured data. Mm. So it was like it was almost like the technical piece came before the human side of it, if that makes sense. Yeah. So so the the crawling of it came before the content side. Hmm. I could be full of shit too, but yeah, I don't know. I just um, it might sound kind of like a, a buzzword, or um, but just the the concept of authenticity. It just because I think the reason it sticks out to me is because. In the history of SEO and how it's been, it has been manipulated over time. You know how we talk about you give SEOs good things and yeah. and they'll we can't have nice yeah. things. So just <laughs> how how it, SEO has been manipulated in the past to become inauthentic, but but there's constantly changes towards making it more authentic and more of a, a human centered. Uh, industry if that makes sense I think it makes sense it's the way everything is headed and and we're trying to live an authentic life in a very inauthentic world you know so it's it's, true it's um it's I don't want to say it's a pipe dream but we can just keep doing what we're doing and you know we here in this office sometimes say we're just trying to make the internet better you know and Mm -hmm. that's all we can do is is try to slowly build that up and this authentic human-centered lifestyle or not lifestyle mantra uh maybe is is um the way i think all the things are going to need to go yeah you know i I think i think you guys are absolutely correct in it and and marie is too um i would i'd get behind that theory 100 percent that you know um we're not going to talk about politics and all that stuff and, Mm -hmm. and how how it's changed, but really, you know, media in general, we've been so inundated with media over the past, um, you know, 15 to 20 years in different channels that really at the end of the day, there, there are a lot of people that are looking to disconnect, but you're still going to rely on the internet to get answers. You're still going to rely on the internet to find out who you need to contact when you need that root canal, who you need <laughs> to reach out to, to get your leaves picked up, you know, that type of thing. Mm-hmm. Um, whether that was your first contact with that company or organization or it's based off a referral and you're going to vet them Mm -hmm. and that brand, you know, I I think that is very much why we see the decline in referrals from social media channels and we see the increase in referrals from search and that's going to continue to trend is that it's, it's a trustworthiness uh, source and and so as as the general public continues to pat to your point live a more authentic life whatever that means to each of them mm-hmm. some people that might be on Instagram other people might be to hell with social media altogether um, you're still naturally going to I call it the library of the world the encyclopedia of the world which is Google yep. or Bing whatever your choice yeah. is whatever your flavor so is. I just had a food for thought kind of side thought process while you're explaining that. Um, so how dare you? Yeah, I know. Uh, <laughs> Facebook looking for recommendations. Oh. We've all seen that on there. Mm-hmm. Someone either mm-hmm. private groups, uh, yeah. like neighborhood pages or hive something. Mind. Yeah. Or that high mind. Like, <laughs> look like your, your example of dentist from my root canal, someone on Facebook looking for recommendations for someone to cover my root canal. And you see a little map and everybody makes yeah. their recommendations. And every time a recommendation is made, 
it shows a little pin on the map. Association. So is that someone taking away a review? That recommendation then should be a review because they're leaving a review in that comment, well, if you think about but it. But Facebook doesn't even do reviews anymore. They changed uh, it to recommendations now yeah. very very recently. It's because they're trying to push you in. They're, they're pushing their uh, their local model. That's, uh, their, that's app, a, their other app. That's a... Um, a whole for businesses, they're they're losing that. They they can't capture that recommendation as something that they can share and brag about the way yeah. they can review somewhere. That's true, and also it. Um, I mean, it's a it's a brand mentioned online, and it's ultimately if if you get chosen, it's going to bring in. Um, referrals. Yeah, it's, it's going to be hard to track. It's a very human, organic referral too. Yeah, it's that's that human-centered focus on there because an actual person responded when someone's like, "Hey, I need a dentist." Someone's like, "Here's some great dentists." So wouldn't would he also say too to kind of build on this? We are going way down this road <laughs> of authenticity, but that also makes the the what the beauty of Facebook Marketplace stand out mm. versus something like um, an eBay. And I'm a big eBay guy yeah. for you know auto parts and stuff like that for vintage stuff um and craigslist but what it is is it takes the anonymity out of it yep good and bad about that but like if you post something up for sale i mean depending on your settings like i can go check you out and make sure you're a legitimate person mm-hmm. I do, right I, I definitely do it too where yeah. craigslist you're kind of like mm, ah, this could go bad yeah I, <laughs> we're, meeting, we're meeting in a lit parking lot yeah. in broad daylight meet me by the front doors of meyer <laughs> right yeah so, um, it, it, it does, um, yeah, 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 I don't, I still don't think that Facebook's going to win out in the search world. I don't even, I, I think, will. I think if anything, though, they're right now, they're competing on the commerce side mm. with the likes of, uh, of Craigslist and eBay. Interesting. You know, but there's no revenue from that. No, they're not making jack. However, um, it's a really great remarketing channel is when you're running remarketing, especially if you're an e-commerce player and you have a catalog, it's a phenomenal spot to get your products highlighted in there. Mm. So so if you notice the next time you go and jump into Marketplace, um, you don't even have to look for anything because it's based off of your tailored, what you've looked at before. Um, as you're scrolling through, you're going to see products in there that are like pro shots mm. with prices or price ranges. Odds are those are remarketing or target um, shopping ads. Hmm. Built right in there. So they are capitalizing on it. That's hmm. how they're capitalizing on it. That's how they're making their money. Mm-hmm. Interesting. Mm-hmm. So. Well, yeah. So we, we, we railroaded We that did. One. We did. But I wanted to, you know, I didn't really have much to run with. I just wanted to open that up to discussion. And I think it's just interesting when we think about kind of the origins of the search world and how things have evolved over time. It used to be really... Um, not rudimentary. Maybe. Because, like, you would put in a keyword or, like... The search engines would only rely on links to, yeah. you know, to mm-hmm. um, validate uh, sources, um, credibility, or what have you. So, just thinking about that shift over time and, and where we are today, and how we as SEOs have the potential to help shape what that continues to look like. So, well, and why wouldn't you? Why wouldn't you want to be an authoritative source? Why Why wouldn't you want to provide that level of detail? Well, authoritative versus authenticity too, which is a whole. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But but if if you're talking about it 
to not game the system, meaning you possess the knowledge. Mm-hmm. I, I, I don't, right. I, yes, there's the bad side of it, right? Of like, oh, let's create this content because we can rank for it and ah, we don't even sell it, but that's the bad stuff. The, the good stuff is, is no, you, uh, you manufacture boats and you possess the knowledge after 50 years of boat building and manufacturing to talk at this level. Mm-hmm. You are being authentic yes. in your craft and what you're doing and what you're talking about. You yes. know, I think um, I mean, the same could be said for us. When we're generating content, whether it's on our site or, or off-site for, you know, a, a publication or something, it's not, it's not BS to game the system. We don't, we, first and foremost, we're not approaching it. And maybe we're wrong in that thinking, but, like, we're not approaching it from, like, oh, my God, we're going to rank. No, we're approaching it from, hey, other people need to know about this. Mm-hmm. Now, maybe you start to apply some keyword keyword uh, research and some logic behind it. And yes, it has the potential to rank for certain things. But if you go into it with the, the logic of being, these are things that we are very much an authentic resource for mm-hmm. and have the detail to talk about it. I think you have a, a that's that's a whole different ballgame you're playing in. So, yep. yeah. Okay. Cool. Anybody else? You guys are good? Yeah. All right. All right. Cool. Cool. Well, we covered a lot of topics. More banter. Check out <laughs> previous episodes if you haven't already. Again, if you need those quick holiday tips on t- maximizing your PPC campaigns. Otherwise, until next time, good luck. This has been the Redirect Podcast. Check out the show notes at blacktruckmedia.com and add us on iTunes and Stitcher.